Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Father, we thank you. We are grateful, Lord, for this wonderful opportunity to be in your presence once again. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We acknowledge your presence. We acknowledge and we accept and we admit that without you, we can do nothing. Therefore, Spirit of God, come mightily upon us. Take control of this service. Rise up and silence every other spirit and every other voice that is not of God. May your voice be heard and may your word come to us and not return to your void. We pray, Lord, that you receive us and talk to us, speak to us and change us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Wonderful. Hallelujah. Powerful. Well, this evening, I want us to continue the series of messages we've been sharing for some few weeks. I think we've been with this message for some few weeks. And um, I am being blessed, you know, and I, I want you to take this message very, very seriously. Amen. I want you to really take this message seriously and um, place yourself. You see, when a message is preached, try and place yourself in the message. You see, sometimes it's not pleasant, but try and place yourself in it. You'll be blessed. You'll be blessed. Any message that makes you uncomfortable and take it and accept it. Do you see? And, and see yourself in the message. By the grace of God, you know, we don't preach abstract messages, you know. We don't, we, we don't have to. Amen. We have to preach messages that apply to us. So if the message is applying to you, don't be angry. And accept it and run with it. Hallelujah. And say, this message is mine. Say, this message is for me. And even if it's for you, don't let anyone see it. Just, if they are all shouting, shout also. If they are laughing, laugh also. You see? Amen. Don't be so quiet then. You see? If it comes and it pinches, you say, ouch. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. So tonight, for a short time, we want to continue with, um, I think we have, this is about the um, fifth or seventh or sixth week that we've been sharing this message. A mind of a servant. Hallelujah. A mind of a servant. Amen. A mind of a servant. And I say this is an important message. So why don't we read our foundational scripture in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. He says, let this same attitude and purpose and humble mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Let him be your example in humility. Say, let him be your example. Let him be an example to us. That's what it means. Let him be your example. Let him be your example. Amen. Let him be an example that you look at, a copy. Let him be someone you are trying to copy. Hallelujah. And he said, it describes what you are supposed to do, what he did. He says, who although being essentially one with God and in the form of God, possessing the fullness of the attributes, 
which make God God, did not think this equality with God was a thing to be eagerly grasped or retained, but stripped himself of all privileges and rightful dignity so as to assume the guise of a servant or slave, in that he became like men and was born in a human being. And after he had appeared in human form, he abased and humbled himself still further and carried his obedience to the extreme of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, or as a result of that, or because he stooped so low, God has highly exalted him and has freely bestowed on him the name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should and must bow in heaven and on earth and underneath the earth. And every tongue frankly and openly confess and acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Wonderful. So, we say Jesus Christ is the greatest example when you talk about a heart of a servant or a mind of a servant. He is our great example. And the Bible says, let him be the example. Let him be the one that we look at. Let him be the one that we try to copy. Amen. So we have been going through some of the characteristics of a servant, haven't we? I think we have gone through some characteristics. We don't intend to exhort all the characteristics. There are several characteristics. But we're trying to, we're trying to learn as much as we can. Do you see? And so you'll find us repeating even some of these characteristics. And I'm blessed. Aren't you blessed? Yes. Because we need to know them very well. We need to know them. Amen. We need to know the characteristics of a servant. We need to know what a mind of a servant. When we say someone is a servant, we want to know what a true servant is. Hallelujah. We want to know what is in that person's mind. We want to know what was in Christ's mind when he came as a servant of God. Hallelujah. So some of the characteristics of a servant we said are what? Number one, a servant has a master. Hallelujah. Every servant has a master. Number two, a servant is at the beck and call of his master. A servant is at the beck and call of his master. And we saw many servants, we have read about many servants in the Bible who were at the beck and call of their master and what happened to them, haven't we? What is the third one? A servant executes the command of his master. A servant executes the command of his master. When the master says go, that is when he goes. When the master says come, that is when he comes. Whenever the master says come, he will come. Whenever the master says go, he will go. That is a servant. Hallelujah. Amen. A servant does not go when he wants to. Or come when he wants or when he wants to. Or feel like. But he goes when the master says go. And come when the master says come. Hallelujah. The next one. A servant cannot be inconvenient by any job or any task or any form of assignment. Whatever form of work you give to a servant, he knows that the master wants it done. So he will do it. Because that is what he is for. To do work for the master. Amen. So if the master says, do this, you can say, ah, why not that? Do you see? So then you are not a servant. If you are a servant, then you should do what I'm asking you to do. Amen. And it should not inconvenient you. It should not be too late, too, too, too early, too tired. That's not a servant. If you are a servant, even when you are tired, your master calls, you are coming. Isn't that so? 
if you if you are if you have a servant and that you are paying monthly and then you 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 are you need you know every morning you have to have your tea a cup of tea and the servant is eight o'clock every morning is supposed to have it at 7 a.m but eight o'clock the tea is not ready and then you are wondering so you go to the servant's room and you find a note do not disturb because he was watching a movie last night and he slept late how long are you going to keep such a servant that is what one day you see that same day the servant will be gone and i believe that most of us god has fired us already as servants god has fired us already when he wanted you to come and you said oh not now i'm too tired he said you're not fit to be my servant amen what is the next one what is the next one is that all so the last one i gave you was a servant is not inconvenient by and that is number one number four okay so then why don't you take number five a servant does not see himself as equal with his master a servant does not see himself as equal with his master and i think number six is similar so a seven number six also write it down so number five a servant does not see himself as equal with his master that is number five and number six a servant does not say things like we are all classmates <laughs> do you see we are all classmates like we are all classmates asembintia you know <laughs> don't we say that sometimes we are all classmates you see we are all classmates or we are all engineers we are all lawyers so a servant does not say things like we are all classmates or we are all engineers or we are all parents we all have children a servant does not say things like that hallelujah philippians 2 and verse 6 verse 6 what does it say it says who although being essentially one with god you see it says let this mind of christ be in you so you also had classmates and now you have become the classmate seven he said jesus also he says who although verse 6 philippians 2 and 6 he says who although being essentially one with god and in the form of god he was in the form of god the time jesus was coming the time jesus made his mind to come down he was in the form of god so the way we imagine god to be or we think of god to be he was in that form also possessing the fullness of the attributes which make god god but the bible says did not think this equality with god was a thing to be eagerly grasped or retained so we are all classmates we are all equal we all have the same degree you you, you it's just that you came to the church earlier than me or it's just that they have appointed you a shepherd or they have appointed you a pastor but we are all classmates you can't be sending me around do you see but a servant does not say things like that a servant if you consider yourself a servant you do not see yourself equal with your master even though you make the same money even though you have the same job even though he is even your 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 subordinate at a job do you see you are the supervisor and he is your your worker or your your yeah your worker isn't that so yeah and you give him orders but in the house of god you are a servant hallelujah in the house of god you are a servant amen you make more money than him but in the house of god you are a servant hallelujah 
It says, Jesus did not see himself as equal with God. Even though, even though, even though he was in the same form as God. Hallelujah. He was in the same form of God. Because you see, if you do not become a servant, the blessing cannot come unto you. The anointing of God can never come upon you if you do not place yourself in the form of a servant. That is why all the great men of God in the Bible, they took that position as a servant. They, they, they made their mind to serve somebody. Hallelujah. Because the anointing of God, it flows downward. Amen. It comes from above and it goes down. God's blessings, it does not rise up. It, come, it falls down. Hallelujah. It falls down. We read a scripture in um, Psalm 133. Psalm 133 and verse 1. Let's read that. Psalm 133 and verse 1. It says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. We can read that in the King James Version. It says, How good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. The next verse, it says, It is like the precious ointment upon the head. Look at that. The ointment, the anointing is described as the ointment. He says, it's like the precious ointment upon the head. It's not on the feet. It will get there, but it is upon the head. No, do you understand what I'm sharing? He says, it is like the precious ointment upon the head that run where? Upward. No, that run down, down. It is upon the head, and it runs down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard. That went down to the scales of his garment. When the anointing has the ability to flow like that, when you position yourself like that, when you are underneath, when you position yourself underneath the anointing, it says that it flows downward. It flows downward. Now, when the anointing has that freedom or it has that flow that downward flow the next verse says it says as the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descended that descended that descended upon the mountains of Zion can you imagine dew dew but it's able to descend upon the mountain you see because it has that free course it has that free flow and when it descends upon the mountain of Zion, it says, for there, when you position yourself like that, when the power is above you, when someone is above you, you make yourself underneath someone, it says, there, in that situation, in that condition, there, the Lord is able to command the blessings, even life forevermore. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes there are certain illnesses that trouble you. But make your mind to be under someone, to serve truly as a servant. There God will command life to replace that illness. Hallelujah. God will command life. Amen. Because it becomes so easy. You see, when you place yourself like that, there is anointing that is upon someone. And it's not for the person. It's not for the person to say that, oh, it's no, 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 no. I don't think there's any power in... Place yourself, just obey the scripture, just understand the scripture, obey it, believe it, and say, look, I believe that I am doing this. I am positioning myself as a servant, believing that there is some anointing upon this person. And as I position myself, look, let me tell you something. The anointing of God, it is for the people. It is not for the person upon whom the anointing is on. Do you understand? God does not anoint us such that we will shine. God will not anoint you so that you will shine. God will anoint you for his people. That is why you don't say certain things about men of God. That is why even when you see certain things, don't say it. Just position yourself. Obey the scripture. You see, that is what you need. Just obey the scripture. You say, you know certain things around this person. You know certain things. But for the sake of the scripture... Just so you receive that I am positioning myself here. Oh, yes. He, uh, you heard that. Oh, um, 
he stole the money, he slept with somebody, uh, his rumor in town. Just position yourself underneath that anointing. Amen. Amen. Because if you were in Moses' church, you would have said, a murderer. How can God use a murderer? How can, God, how can God use a runaway? Even you cannot face the law. You have run away from the law. You, you don't want to be persecuted. Do you see? And then you hear that this, persecute, this refugee who ran away, Medra, has come and now he says he's a pastor. He's preaching. Oh, clear off. If you had stayed, you would have been in prison. Do you see? And that is why you will say, but this is the same person that God says that there's a spirit upon him. That was mighty enough to anoint 70 others to be like him, to do the work. Do you understand? So just position yourself. Just position yourself. And these elders, if they call them, God called them to come and they said, Ah, please. If it's about Moses, let's find someone else. You see, they would have lost the blessing. So it's just position yourself for there, for there. When you position yourself, when you set up like that, when that setup is like that, there the Lord is able to command his blessings and even life forevermore. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The anointing of God will always flow downward. The blessing of God will always flow when you position yourself as a servant, not seeing yourself as equal. Though you see yours, though you have in a physical, in all carnality, you are equal. You are co-workers. You are all husbands. You are all fathers. We are all parents. We are all struggling parents. Or we are all unemployed. Now you say you are this. Do you see? Just position yourself like that. Hallelujah. Not on the side. Position yourself underneath. Psalm 75. Psalm 75 verse 5. Psalm 75 and verse 5. It says, Lift not up your horn on high. Lift not up your horn on high. Speak not with a stiff neck. Do you see? If you want the blessings of God, if you want the blessing to flow, if you want the blessings to come upon you, the Bible says, Lift not up your horn on high. Speak not with a stiff neck. The next verse, verse 6. It says, for promotion, because, for means because. It says, don't, don't let your horn stick out. Don't have a stiff neck. You know what is a stiff neck? Unbendable. You cannot bow. You can't bow. You are stiff. Like Julius Caesar. How many of you have read Julius Caesar before? He says, don't have such neck. Don't have stiff neck. Don't position yourself like that. Because, because promotion cometh neither from the east, neither from the west, neither from the south. But promotion, he says, but God is the judge. He put it down one and set it up another. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Look at that. Look at the verse 6 again. He says, Promotion, it does not come from the east. It does not come from the west. It does not come from where? But he left one place. What place was that? The north. Up. He left the north. He left the north. Out. He says it does not come from the... It's not when you stand side by side, it will not come upon you. Not from the west neither. Not on the left hand side of the person. Not when you position yourself high. Because promotion is not coming from south. It's not coming from south. It's not coming from east. It's not coming from west. Promotion, it only comes from above. Hallelujah. So you, you have been in a church for a long time. They have not made me this. They have not made me that. I have been at this job for a long time. I have worked here as 
this person for a long time. I do this, I'm able to do that, I'm able to do this, but they have not promoted me. Because you have not made yourself as a servant. You have not positioned yourself underneath everyone. You have not set yourself that low to allow the promotion to come upon you. You are a stiff-necked person. They see you as stiff-necked. You are side by side with your bosses. Oh, I know just as much as my boss. I know just as much as, as this one. Oh, me and this one can do the same thing. Oh, we have been to the same school. We have the same degree. Why is it? And so always you are seen. And so you are looking for promotion to come from above. But you are above already. And no one can promote you. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Hallelujah. Believe the word of God and do it and you'll be blessed. Position yourself as a servant and see. Amen. Position yourself as a servant and see. The Bible says that that wife submit unto your own husbands. Look, if you are a wife and you submit to your husband, it is a beautiful thing. Any wife who submits to the husband gets the husband to do anything that he will exalt you. You know, he he will pamper you. You see, he will promote you. You say you want to do your hair, he says, go ahead and do it. You say you want to do this, go ahead and do that. You say you want to put this on layer, I will say, no, 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 I'll pay for it. (laughs) Hallelujah. But every time I am here, you are here. Two hairs knocking each other. Amen. He says promotion. It does not come from the west. Does not come from the east. Does not come from the south. But I think there are only four areas. The north. It's amazing how he left the north out. He chose to mention the east, the west, the south. And lift out the north. Because that is up. That is where promotion comes from. Hallelujah. Promotion, the blessings of God, it flows down. Hallelujah. It flows down. Don't make yourself so high that we cannot even command you. We can't send you. You are too pompous. You are too high. You are too stiff-necked. Amen. You have no time to wait on anyone. You have no time to wait on anyone. But you want to be served. You want to be promoted. But you have no time. It's like you go to the restaurant and then they sit you and then they, 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 they give you the menu and then you are waiting. You, are, you, you want someone to come and serve you. Who do we call that person? The waitress or the waiter, Right? So, they, they, they come and serve people who are waiting. Isn't that so? When you are waiting, then they come and serve you. But if you sit down and, hey, ah, ho, oh, and then you go, you will not be served. You will not be served. Isn't that so? You will not be served. But you have no patience for anyone. You have no patience for anyone. There's a very nice scripture in Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 7. Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 7. Look at that. He says, and without, all, and without all contradiction, the less is blessed of the better. Hallelujah. The less is blessed of the better. Hallelujah. So you see, it is always better to make yourself less. It is always better to make yourself less. Hallelujah. If you make yourself less, that is when you'll be blessed. When you position yourself as non-entity, as nobody, that is when you'll be blessed. Amen. That is when you'll be blessed. He said promotion does not come from the east. Promotion does not come from the west. Promotion does not come from the south. It does not rise up to you. You are too high there. It cannot flow. It will only come down. Amen. 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 I tell you, this message is very, very, very important. It's a very important message. And I believe that if you grasp this message, it will take you very far. Hallelujah. 
I said, it will take you very far. We need to have the right attitude as a servant. If we say we are servants of God, we need to have the right attitude. We need to have the right mindset. Amen. We need to have the right mindset if we want to serve the Lord. Otherwise, we will have a shock of our life one day. Amen. If you are serving God, have the right heart. Have the right attitude. Have the right mindset. Amen. Otherwise, you'll be surprised. I say you'll be surprised. No, otherwise we'll be shocked. Look at Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21. Let's look at verse 22 first. Matthew chapter 7. We'll come back to that. Matthew chapter 7. It says, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord. He says, many, many. What is many? That means the majority. All right? That means a whole lot of people. They said to me, Lord, Lord, Lord. Do you say Lord, Lord? Do you call Lord, Lord? Don't you say Lord, Lord? How about you? How about you? Everyone. So does this scripture apply to us? It says, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? Have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils? Isn't that powerful? Prophesying. Casting out devils. It says, have we not prophesied in your name? Have we not cast out devils in your name? And in thy name, done many wonderful works. Hey, now look, it says, prophesy, cast out devils. And then it says, and many wonderful works. So you see, even prophesying and casting out devils, they are not wonderful works. They are not wonderful works. But you see, that is why you think are wonderful works. That is why you think are wonderful works. You think that when... Someone can prophesy. Oh, he's powerful. He does. Oh, or someone can cast out devils. Amen. Who works on um, Fifth Avenue or one of these places? Like Manhattan. Who works? You work one of these places. If you come on Fifth Avenue and you cast out all the devils from the homosexuals. And then, but when you arrive there, everyone is straight. What power! But the Bible says these are not many. These are not wonderful works. In the house of God, in the house of God, everything that you are doing is wonderful work. Hallelujah! Everything that you are doing, if you are a cleaner in the house of God, you are doing wonderful works. Amen. If you arrange things in the house of God, you are doing wonderful work. If you sing in the house of God, you are doing wonderful work. You are not prophesying, you are not casting out devils, but you are doing wonderful works. Amen. Hallelujah. You are doing wonderful works. Not prophesying, not casting out devils. I'm talking about wonderful works. And that is you. The projector, you are doing wonderful works. The other version says great works. You are doing great works. Hallelujah. So you would think that this is wonderful works. But you are doing great works. Amen. But you see, when we don't run well, when we don't do it well, we will think we are doing wonderful works. Do you see? We will think we are doing wonderful works just to find out at the end. He says, he says many will say to me, in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils. And in thy name done many wonderful works. And verse 23, he says, And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that, ye that work iniquity. Oh, your wonderful works. 
prophesying. Casting out devils. You work iniquity. I tell you, it's important that we run the race well. It is important that we walk well with God. Otherwise, we will have a shock. of. Look, as for you, all you knew was that you were doing some wonderful works. But he's saying that your works were work of iniquity. Hallelujah. If you don't race the if you don't run the race well, you will get to the end and you find out you are disqualified. You will get to the end and you find out you are disqualified. Hallelujah. You will get to the end as you are running, you are running, you are coming. You are coming and you are So people are actually even hailing you. Do you see they're giving you fans? Have you seen those people? Sometimes you are coming and they are giving you fans. They are giving you fans. But you get to the end and they say, oh, you are disqualified. Okay. You are disqualified. Amen. You get to the end and you are disqualified. Wow. First, Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse 5. Second Timothy. He says, Second Timothy chapter 2 and 5. He says, And if a man also strive for masteries, yet is he not crowned, except he strive lawfully. David. So you see, if you are, he says, if you are running the race, you strive for masteries. You want to win. So you run with all your strength. You run, not, he says, if you really want to be crowned, not only must you run with all your strength and run very fast, Patrick, do you see? But you must run lawfully. That means you must obey all the rules. So, if you are sitting there, you see someone that is very fast, but is not obeying him. They disqualified him right from the beginning because he took off before the whistle was blown. Amen. So you see the people giving him fans. And you, if you see that section of his supporters, they are making a lot of noise and they are dancing and they are waving him. But he was disqualified as soon as he took off. And he has run 800 meters. And he was disqualified. Hallelujah. He says, if you are going to win, you must run fast. Yes, but you have to obey all the rules. Amen. You have to obey all the rules. Hallelujah. Don't work so hard and find out at the end that you are disqualified. Don't go through. Look at us. Sometimes you are tired. You are sleepy. You are rising up at dawn to pray. Amen. Three-day convention. Your last metro card, you still swipe it just so you can come to the convention. And just all of this, and at the end, he says, I never knew you. Depart from me. Oh, even, I never knew you. Let me look to see if I, but he says, depart from me. Depart from me. Hallelujah. It's not, it's not a, it, will, it will be very, very painful. It will be very, very painful. Imagine you have, you have a project for, a school project for the semester. They have given you a school project for the semester. And everyone does some, and then as you progress, you go and show to the professor how you are going. And then he says, okay, he will go forward, go to the next step. But you, you think you are so confident, and you think that everything is right, and you are moving on. You are going on, and oh, you, you put your work down, and you, you look at your work, and you, 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 you can't believe even you did this thing. You can't even believe that you did this thing. 
and you, you I, I mean at the end of the semester you know that as for this one is giving your grade is shooting your grade up hallelujah and then you bring it to the professor he says oh why what happened you see that is why we are checking that is why we are checking to see if we are we everything is okay we are checking every step check with the lord every step so if we are moving on the right way hallelujah that is why i believe this message is important that we should check to see are we really serving do we have a heart of christ the mind of christ do we really have it as we are serving that we don't come to the end and find out that the project, a whole semester's work, a whole semester's work has come to nothing. Now, mind you, not that you did not work hard on the project. Not that you did not spend time on the project. Not that you did not do research. Not that the research that you found were not facts. They were facts. But you were totally out of the rule. Running your own race. Hallelujah. And the professor says, oh, I never knew this work. This kind of work is work of iniquity. Mercy. And you get F for that. For all your hard work. F. Because it cannot, it doesn't, it, it cannot give you a grade. Look, the heaven is either you make it or you don't make it. It is not Lord consider. You see, this is our attitude of Oh, consider, consider. Bishop was preaching. He says, everything we have to call somebody concerning your situation. Oh, can you? Oh, I have this young man here. And, um, you know, I was checking if you can look to see. He doesn't really qualify. But look, the heaven is not like that. Whom you know, it does not come there. Oh, Peter. I used to use your, your book to preach a lot. I preached from the book of Peter, first Peter, second Peter. He says, I never knew you. Hey, my friend, may the Lord never let that come over us. Hallelujah. You did not do it how the master wanted it. You did not do it how the professor wanted it. And so you are disqualified. And that brings us to the next point. He says, a servant does the wishes of his master. A servant does the wishes of his master. Number seven. A servant does the wishes of his master. Titus chapter 2 and verse 9. A servant does the wishes of his master. A servant does the wishes of his master. Titus chapter 2. And verse 9. Titus 2 and 9. Are you there? He says, Exhort servants to be obedient unto their own masters and to please them well in some things. Well in majority of things. He says, And to please them well in all things, not answering again. A servant must please his master in all things. A servant, if you do the wishes of your master, you please him in all things. So the servant must do the wishes of his master and he must please his master in all things. Amen. He must please his master in all things. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21. Matthew 7 and 21. Hallelujah. It says, not everyone, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. So, you see, the fact that you say, you are my Lord and my master and my savior, does not guarantee that you enter into the kingdom of heaven. I tell you, it will be wild though. So you think that, oh, you are born again, so guarantee. 
He says, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but who? He that doeth the what? I didn't hear you. I did not hear you. He says, he that doeth the will of my father, which is in heaven. He that doeth the will, the will, the will of my father. What is the will of the father? They are the things that the father likes. They are the things that the father admires. They are the things that the father accepts. So you may be doing so many things, but not in the will of the father. I tell you. It must be the will of the father, Job. He says, not everyone that said, Lord, Lord. And I believe that every single one of you here says, Lord, Lord, including myself. But not all of us who say, Lord, Lord. Not all of us. A lot of time, 50%. Oh, yes. The Bible says that. Could it be that 50% of us will make it, 50% will not make mercy? Because it says two people will be grinding. And then one will be. Two people will be lying in bed. That means that. (laughs) Hey! Two people will be lying in bed. So this, oh, when we go to heaven, when we go to heaven, Charlie, talk about yourself, oh, when I go to heaven. Because two people will be lying in bed, and then one will be taken, and then one is left. Cynthia, it's wild, though. <laughs> Amen. One is gone, and one is left behind. He says, there were ten, ten virgins. Five of them were wise. Five of them were not wise. So five of them were able to enter. Five of them. Everything 50%. 50-50. Amen. That's why the Bible says we should make our salvation sure. We have to make sure that we are in the 50. Hallelujah. We are in the 50. So it says that it is only those who do the will of the Father, which is in heaven. Only those who do the will of the Father. Only those ones. If it is not the will of the Father, you will not. But the will of the Father is also difficult to know. Hallelujah. The will of the Father is difficult to know. But we know also that there are people who also served him. Do you see? There are people who also served him that they were pleasing to the Father. There were people who served him, and they were pleasing to the Father, and he exalted them by their service. So he says, let them be your example. Let them be your example. If you want to know what the will of the Father is, if you want to know what pleases the Father, he has given us examples. There's a scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 11. It says, Now, all these things happen unto them for examples or for our examples. It says, All these things happen to them for our examples and they are written for our admonition or our instruction. Upon whom the ends of the world are come. You see, these things were written. All the people, all these great men of God, their lives, the things they went through, everything that they did, they were written for our examples. Hallelujah. So that when we learn these things, it says, the next verse, so he says, Wherefore, wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed, lest. He fall. So you think you are doing great works. You think you are doing wonderful works. Take heed. Less you fall. Less you fall. Amen. Linda, do you understand the scriptures? Yes. 
Sarah, do you see? Lest we fall. We come in here Sunday after Sunday, Tuesday after Tuesday, after work, sleepy, driving, James Bond driving, and maneuvering. Hey! Wonderful works. And then, you see, so after you, you've driven like that to get to the house, or get to the house of God, you are thinking that God is, the heavens are clapping for you. But is it the will of the Father? Amen. You are preaching and they say, wow, powerful. Preach on. What a word. Is it the will of the Father? Is it the will of the Father? Hallelujah. But he says he has given us examples. And he says, Jesus is a great example. Jesus had a mind of a servant. Hallelujah. Jesus had a heart of a servant. And he's our good example to learn from. Hallelujah. The Bible says, God sent his son. God sent his son. You see, he says, a servant does the wishes of his master. You see, Jesus had a mind of a servant. He was equal with God. But God sent him. God sent him. Hallelujah. Jesus did not come by his own will. It, it was not like he chose to come. That he wanted to come. Look at that. Um, John chapter 3 and 17. John 3 and 17. What does he say? He says, For God did not send the Son into the world. That means God sent the Son into the world. For, do you understand? He says, For God did not send the Son into the world in order to judge the world, but that the world might find salvation and be made safe and sound through him by the suffering. So you see, he was, he, God sent him. God sent him. Though he was in the form of God, having all the attributes of God, someone, do you understand? But God sent him. God sent him. He did not come on his own. He did not choose to come. Hallelujah. He allowed himself to be sent. He allowed himself to be sent. So how come you, you don't want to be sent? How come you, you are doing your own thing? You are doing what you want. Hallelujah. How come you want to do what you want? How come you want to sing when you want? We say, come and sing in a choir. You don't, you don't come, but you come only when you want. You will come to sing the day that you want to sing. You will come to rehearse when you want. They say, come, we are sit, sitting down at 4 o'clock, 3 o'clock to rehearse, but you will come when you want. I tell you, it will be wild. But it says, let the mind of Christ, Christ came even when he didn't want to. Hallelujah. You choose, you choose to sing the songs that you want. You choose to sing the songs that you want to, to, to sing. How do you know he likes them? Did you pray asking them the songs that he should sing? How do you know he likes them? Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So you, you have chosen songs and you have sung and the people have, are happy. And, and mind you, the anointing is for the people. The anointing is for the people. So you chose these songs because you like them and you led us in singing them and the power of God was here mightily. It's for the people. But what about you? What about you? Did you choose this and were they in the will of the Father? But you lead them and the anointing will come upon you for the people and they will feel the presence of God here for the people. But you... Who chose the songs? Were they chosen in the will of the Father? Amen. You see, that is why everything we do, Joyce, we have to pray. Ask him. Sometimes you feel, you, sometimes you see, as you are praying, a certain song falls into your heart and you are just so broken. You, are, you feel the anointing of God. God is telling you, this is the song I want. Do you see? And then even sometimes that song... You, you can say that, oh, this is not a song that you can lead people with. Do you see? But if that is what the Lord is ministering to you, bring that song. 
And when you see, when you will see that when you bring that song, you see how the people are worshiping in uniformity and your unity and in understanding. And that is what calls for the presence of God to dwell upon the praises of the people. Hallelujah. But if you don't pray and you choose any song that you want, you realize that you, the people have been blessed, but you. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing? Hallelujah. You, you choose to come to serve the master. You say God is your master, but you choose to come to serve him when you want. When you want, that is when you come. You say that I am your servant, but I come to work when I want. I have my schedule. Look, this every Sunday thing, you can't get me. Eh? I will come once a month. And then the following month, three weeks, I will come straight. The following week, I will not come. And you say you are a servant of God. You, the, your alarm goes off and you say, mm, not today. As for today. And you say you are a servant of God. He says, only those who do it according to the will of the Father who is in heaven. The will of the Father who is in heaven. So you see, you pray, you, you feel that, oh, after, after, after um, 21 day fasting and prayers, oh, one week without prayer, God would understand. That this will take me through the year. Hallelujah. But they said, in the will of God. Amen. So he says, let this mind of Christ be in you. Let him be your example. Hallelujah. You are dancing, and you are dancing. Is it in the will of God? Or you are just enjoying the music? Are you dancing to his glory? Or you are dancing because, because sometimes when you don't like the music, you don't dance. So you are not truly a servant of God. You dance when you like the music. You dance when the music stimulates you. But you don't dance when you don't like the song. Sometimes even you are backing. You don't support. Some of you turn your microphones off. I hear it. I see it. Because you don't like it. Or you want to show the person that, look, you think you are all that. We will show you. And then you turn the microphone off. Are you dancing to his glory or you are dancing because you are enjoying yourself? Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing? I tell you. But you see, that is why it says, let the mind of Christ be in you. Let the mind of Christ be in you. Hallelujah. Let this mind of Christ be in you. Jesus Christ was sent. He did not come. He was, look, he was sent to come and die for the people. Do you understand? So he was sent to come and suffer. He was sent to come and suffer. And he was not happy coming to suffer. Oh yes, we know that. He was not happy coming down to suffer. Was he happy? Would you be happy coming down to suffer? So you see that I am too tired and I've, I've not come. You see, serving God sometimes involves suffering. Suffering is part of it. I am too tired. And the moment you complain, oh, I'm too tired. I'm too tired. Ah, today too we are, oh, I'm too, but you have come. And it's not in the will of the Father. Hallelujah. It's not in the will of the Father. Amen. Amen. Jesus was not happy. He was not, he was not trailed, coming to suffer. Was he trailed? Turn to Matthew chapter 26 and verse 39. Matthew 26 and verse 39. Matthew chapter 26. 26 and verse 39. It says, And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Father, if it be possible, if it be possible, this thing that you are sending me to do is too difficult. If it be possible, when someone says if it be possible, it means that if it was left to me alone. Isn't that so? Is the person not telling you what he really wants from you? He says, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. 
Nevertheless, nevertheless, he says, I want this suffering to pass from me. If it is possible, let this suffering pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, not as I choose my songs, not that I will to dance, not that I want to come, but at thy will. At thy will. A servant does the wishes of his master. A true servant, he does the wishes of his master. You are tired, but you are coming. A lot of toes, but you are coming. A lot of gas, but you are coming. You have school exams, but you are coming. You have, you have failed the test. You are miserable at home, but you are coming. The right did not come. Brother David did not pick you up, but you are coming. The song were not the type that you like, but you are dancing. You are lifting your hands. You are kneeling. You are worshiping. You are singing along because it is not your will, but the will of the Father which is in heaven. Because that is how you get your blessing. Hallelujah. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Beloved, we want to go to heaven. We want to strive for mastery, but we have to strive lawfully. Put your hands together for the Lord. Our time is up. Stand onto your feet, please. Stand onto your feet, please. Oh, yes, there are so many things that we have done, and we have been hailed. And we thought they were wonderful works. We thought we have done very well. We thought we were pleasing the Father. But it was not in the will of the Father. It was not in the will of the Father. Oh, yes. We thought we were pleasing the Father. We thought the Father was happy. But it was not in the will of the Father. Oh, Lord, guide our hearts. Guide us, oh God. Give us the hearts of true servants. Father, let us have the heart and the mind of Christ. Let us have the true mind of a servant. The true mind of Christ. Yes, we are tired, but not by our will. We are not coming because we feel like coming. We are not doing it because we feel like doing it. But we are doing it because it is the will of the Father. We are doing it because the Father has called us. Oh, yes. Let it be our guide that what the Father wishes is what we will do. Oh, yes. Help us, O Lord. Help us, O Lord. He says, nevertheless, not my will. Nevertheless, not as I will. But let thy will be done. Let thy will be done. Let thy will be done. Let our life be pleasing unto you, O God. Let all that we do be pleasing unto you, O Jesus. Help us, O Lord. Help us, O Lord. Help us. Help us. Help us, O Lord. While we do his good will, he abide with us And with all who Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. Trust, trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Oh, Father, we are thank you. We are thankful to you, O oh Lord. 
Heavenly Father, we are thankful that you are revealing these things to us now. Father, you are not waiting until we appear before your judgment seat. But Lord, we thank you that you are revealing these things to us, O God. We ask, O God, that you will give us the mind of Christ. Let the mind of Christ be in us. Let the mind of Christ be in us. Let us have the mind of Jesus Christ who saw himself not equal with you, but he allowed himself to be sent. Lord, he offered himself to be sent. Though he wanted a cup to pass over him. But he says, not according to his will. Not as he will. But he desired that your will be done. Oh Lord. Though we are suffering in our service to you. Father, sometimes we are tired. Sometimes we do not feel like coming. Sometimes we do not feel like rising up. But Lord, it is not by our will. We want your will to be done. Father, let your will be done in our lives. Let your will be done in our lives. Father, in all that we do for you, oh God, let it be according to your will. If we sing for you, let it be according to your will. If we preach your word, let it be according to your will. If we pray to you, let it be according to your will. Oh Jesus. If we visit your people, let it be according to your will. May we take ourselves out. We thank you, Lord, for revealing these things to us. We are grateful, Lord. Give us the mindset of Christ. Give us the strength and the tenacity of a mountain goat. The strength to go on. The strength, a divine strength. Father, when our bodies are weak, give us a divine strength to go on that your will will be done you say when jesus was praying you say that in that moment angels came to strengthen him i pray lord that you give us angels that will strengthen us to continue to walk with you in the name of jesus help us jesus help us help us if there's anyone here this afternoon this evening you are not born again and you want to give your life to jesus christ before you can allow yourself to even have the mind of christ you have to give your life to christ if you are here this evening jesus christ is not your savior you want to come to christ you say i want to give my life to jesus if that is your prayer lift up your right hand wherever you are and i'll pray with you anyone here like that oh you come to church Sunday after Sunday, Tuesdays, Wednesdays. But you know you are far from Christ. If you want to give your life to Jesus tonight, lift up your right hand and I'll say a short prayer with you. Anyone here like that? Father, we are thankful for the gift of salvation. We thank you, Lord, for saving us in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.